Joining us to talk about that game and after his remarkable call is rugby commentator Tony Johnson. Tony, how are you today? Afternoon, fellas. How's it going? Yeah, it's going very well, thanks. Uh, fantastic call last night. What was your main takeaway from that Blues Crusaders match? Oh, that's very nice of you to say that. I, I, uh, well, I, I just thought it was a great game. I mean, I, Steve, you've been in these situations so many times where a game gets hyped up and Sometimes, for various reasons, it doesn't quite live up. But I think we had everything we, we love about Super Rugby in that game. I mean, it was brutally uh, physical at, at times. Um, there was a lot of passion. There was a bit of controversy. Um, you know, there, was a, there was a lot going on out there. Um, but in the end, you know, great entertainment. Um, but, 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 but really, to me, uh, it, it, just, it was a combination of some scintillating attacking play, but I think in the end the biggest plays of the day came on defence. And I think that's everything you want in a rugby game, isn't it? Yeah, mate, it was certainly it was certainly physical, it was certainly entertaining, and it was good to see two teams actually trying to win a game of footy rather than one trying to stop the other team. Yeah, positive intent, but I, I think that's a hallmark of, of our teams in New Zealand. Um, yeah, sure, they'll have go-tos like the driving mall and, um, you know, scrum penalties and stuff like that, but for them, you know, most of our teams, I think, go out there with a willingness to, to play the sort of rugby that, you know, super rugby is supposed to be about. And, and we got it. Um, and look, in the end, um, you might not agree with me, Steve, but I, I think probably the Crusaders just did deserve to shade it. Um, and uh, as I say, it just came down to those um, defensive plays. And I think Richie Maunga made um, two or three try saving tackles. And then the Blues twice getting the ball over the line. Or when you get the ball over the line, you're playing the Crusaders, you really needed to get it down, and, and the Blues couldn't do that. And, and I guess that was the winning and losing of the game in the end. Yeah, I, I, my, my my thing was sort of more towards the uh, the advantage rule with the with how the uh, officials allowed. Like, is there if you have a penalty advantage and for a cynical play, and then you end up dropping the ball over the line, uh, and then you go back and just get the penalty. Is is that really an advantage? You know, that happened twice, yeah, I, I feel, I last agree. night. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I sort of, you've you got to be careful because as soon as you start, you know, getting into the officials and decision-making, you know that you're probably, you know, you're going to have um, half the country nodding and half of the other, uh, you know, half the rest of the country throwing their remote at the TV and all that sort of stuff. So, but but my, my view was that there were a couple of situations there in the second half where, um, James Dolman was remiss and not going to the yellow card. Uh, I thought, in particular, there was one where there were two consecutive penalty advantages. The second one, Tom Christie, had a fantastic game, um, but he, he he's lying on the bottom of the ruck. He just just flopped through the ruck and and basically wrapped his ra- uh, um, arms around the ball. And to me, that should have been a yellow card. And I agree too. We had the situation where they came back. Uh, I think he ruled that there was a, a, a knock on uh, before the penalty. But my view is that in a situation like that, it's probably not the law. I've probably got it wrong. But I, to me, a deliberate um, penalty given away constitutes a form of foul play and, and, and therefore uh, should have overridden the knock-on. I, I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, and, and, and also the, uh, the Blues, um, where James Lay was sent in the sin bin, I, my, my impression was that ball was over the try line and you're allowed to have your hands on the well, ball. Well, yeah. You know, so it was, it was well, very, yeah. it was centimetre, it was centre. I thought it was a big call. It was the first penalty in their 22 and straight to the pocket and you're off. And, and then, by the way, you've got to take someone else off as well. I, I thought that was a huge call and not really yeah. deserved. 
Yeah, although in, in that case, there might have also been a, 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 a case for a penalty try. If it was a sin binning in a situation like that, um, it, you know, it, that, that one could have gone either way. But look, in the, in the end, um, despite that, and as I say, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt um, that um, there were a couple of perhaps non-calls that, that affected play later on. But in the end, um, the Blues had chances to win the game. They got the ball over the line. They couldn't ground it. Um, they had attacking positions. They got turnovers, things like that. They had opportunities to win the game, and they couldn't nail them. And, and as I say, some, a couple of heroic defensive um, efforts from the Crusaders uh, helping to deny them, and, and that, that was the winning and losing of the game. And, and, and on that basis, I'd probably say that I, I still think the Crusaders deserve to shade it. Yeah, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Like they, the Blues had their chances and they weren't good enough at the end of the day, and and that's what it came down to. For whatever reason, they they weren't good enough. And I don't say this often, but well done to Crusaders and well done to all their fans. Yep, <laughs> you won. That must stick in the throat a little bit, mate. Yeah. But but um, yeah, as I say, I I don't even know whether it was a case of not being good enough. I think they were good enough to make a hell of a game out of it. Yeah. Um, but just. To me, that that's been always been the hallmark of the Crusaders, and and you know their ability to nail the big plays and certain players. I mentioned Richie Moore before with those defensive efforts, but again, you know Sam Whitelock, you know you know he's going to he's going to dominate the line out. He's 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 got that you know on tap, but to come up with that big uh, defensive um, ruck turnover that he that he came up. Oh, the one at the uh, end. Blackadder was involved. Was that the one yeah, at the end where he's, where he's off his feet? <laughs> well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of thought benefit of the doubt there. I think there were occasions where people aren't supporting their own body weight. I thought he, he, he had enough of that um, myself. But, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to watch it, watch the game without a red and black eye patch or blue tinted glasses, Steve. Yeah, I, I understand that. But it was, mate, it was a hell of a game. I, I, that's the thing I like most about the game is that it was just two teams trying to win a game of footy and... It had everything. It was physical. There was passion, and um, you know there was blood. There was there was injuries. You know it was it was just a, it's just what you want to see. And, and the best thing about all of it for me was entertaining because sometimes we lose the entertainment side of things. And I, I think the crowd last night, the atmosphere that I, certainly I was involved in, it was it was an entertaining match, and and people were were happy. You know that both teams went at it and and put on such a performance. Yeah, and it was a good crowd. I think they officially told us 24,000. Um, that might be slightly exaggerated, I think. Um, but you know what they do with the figures sometimes. Um, but even so, it was still a good crowd. And, and, and playing in the best conditions you'll get for rugby, I think that's the beauty of Super Rugby. Playing it at this time of year, I know some people say it's still very early in the year, but that was the whole point of it. Um, it it's kind of late summer. I'm watching cricket today, mate. Uh, you know, it's... It, it, over at the Devonport Domain, uh, and it's a it's a beautiful. It feels like a late summer or early autumn day, and and that's when you get the best conditions for rugby, um, and 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 so it was. And you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been read, I seem to be reading a, a few obituaries for Super Rugby in the last couple of years. Uh, I think some of the writers, it's almost like they're trying to make it a self fulfilling prophecy. But um, to, to me, on the evidence of last night, there, there's still plenty of life left in this competition. Uh, as long as they can keep coming up with, you know, some, you know, a few innovations and, and and what have you, I think there's still a future for Super Rugby. Yeah, uh, Tony. One of the players you touched on before was uh, Ethan Blackadder. How impressed have you been with his r- return, considering he had a, that long injury layoff? 
Well, very. I mean, the first game that was played this year against the Chiefs, uh, he, he came out of the blocks. Um, fantastic um, performance from him in that opening game. And I thought last night he was one of the key players uh, in, in the game. He's, to me, he's uh, there are two or three guys who you might say are on the fringe of it or whatever who are making very, very strong claims at, at the moment. Um, and obviously, Sean Stevenson is one of them. Mark Talia is another one. And I think Ethan Blackadder too. So that uh, number six jersey, which is still a big question mark in the All Blacks. To me, he's got his nose in front in, in that race. Uh, and, it, you know, just the sheer uh, determination and the will that he plays with, um, plus all the, you know, the technical aspects to his game as well. Uh, he, he's been terrific. What about the race for the 15 in the All Blacks jersey then? Uh, one name that has been thrown up and you just mentioned there as well, Sean Stevenson. You know, where are you going to fit him in the All Blacks? I know Will Jordan could be... Uh, drop at his expense because we haven't seen much of him but who is going to be leading that race for the fullback jersey being the other one that's highly contested well well no one's going to drop will jordan he, he is an absolutely brilliant player um it, it's got it's a bit of a worry at the moment that he's got um this this issue with i think the sort of headaches he's had a, a an ear and middle ear infection that caused him some distress um, and so just got to hope that he'll come right. But, mate, don't worry. He, he'll be he'll be there um, because we know he can rip a team up at any level that he plays at. But, um, as I say, I, 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 to me, the, the, and, and, and what we're hearing too is that the All Black um, thinking at the moment is that Maunga is their best guy at 10, that Geordie Barrett is their best guy at 12, uh, and, and they're probably looking at uh, Bowden Barrett to either play at fullback or come off the bench. But you've, you've got to have... Um, Jordan in the mix, um, and and really it's just a um, you know competition um, for other spots, and you just got to hope that that players of that ability they can find room for them because you'd love to. Have, Tilia has to be in there at the moment. I'd have him ahead of Sebu Reese or any of the other right wing contenders. But then Sean Stevenson, if you want a guy who can play wing or fullback, then then you know he, he's obviously uh, you know he's he's your guy um, on form at the moment. He, he's just been brilliant. You know, and and the ability. What 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 I what I really like about um, Stevenson what he, is that he's matured as a player. I think he was a guy who, um, you know, in the past probably uh, for every uh, two good, amazing things that he did, he might make a mistake, a defensive mistake or a, a, a muff or something like that, um, and he's ironed that out of his game. Um, you know, he can. I think the defence probably. At, still uh, something that needs to be developed but boy you know that talent uh, you know the ability to just create something extraordinary you'd love that in the mix I'm gonna um can I chuck a bolter in for number six um female for the Chiefs um what an athlete that boy is eh yeah yeah absolutely couldn't couldn't agree more I, I I think uh He's a guy who's just putting himself. There's a couple of them actually, and it's one of the reasons why I really like the setup at the Chiefs this year. They've got really great depth. I mean, you look at where the Blues are battling at the moment um, for depth at lock because of a couple of injuries. Um, Chiefs are, are almost the opposite end of it. Um, they've got, um, you know, they've got uh, oodles of depth at lock and and and, six, and they've got a couple of guys there who can do both. And, and Naitoa Akoi is one. And Finau is the other. And I think the, the, the thing I really like about Finau is that when he makes contact, oh, either yeah. with or without the ball, boy, they, they, they feel it. They, yeah. they feel it big time. That's, the thing, so, I like. That's um, the thing I like best about him. When he hits, like, they stay hit. Like, he is, he's a big yeah, boy. And, yeah. man, he's, man, he's just an athlete, right? 
Yeah, yeah. No, and, and he's just one of those guys who the more rugby he plays, the more he catches the eye, you, the more you like. But honestly, mate, I, I, uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be the oracle or anything, but I've, 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 I've liked the cut of this guy for about the last two years, and I think now we're starting to see that potential really come to fruition. I understand that he played um, first 15. He was between lock and fullback. Some games he'd play fullback, other games he'd play lock. <laughs> Not many of them going yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a bit of that going on. I mean, I, I, you know, you see a guy the size of Tamaiti Williams last night putting on a sidestep and, and, you know, reminds you that he, he used to play number eight. And they, yeah, there's a, that goes on, doesn't it, with, in New Zealand where, you know, the kids are just encouraged to express themselves and they've got this talent and eventually their size dictates where they play but they you know if they can keep the skill set that made them a back early on well it's a great thing i i, I when we're talking size and players i tell you what i i've got to give some raps to finlay christie um for for a little for a little man man he throws himself around last night he was he was exceptional again yeah yeah um you, you gotta love him that that sort of uh, there's a little bit of the angry little man about him, um, but but he's also um, he's a terrific player, and to me he gives them so much. He's so much of a spark plug for the Blues, and what what you really like about him, and I think it was one of the things that you know made Aaron Smith great was he's just his speed to the breakdown, the ability to get there, um, and, and it's taking some doing um, because um, we're having a look at the, some of the stats that are coming up. Uh, in the early stages, and the speed of the ruck, the average speed of the ruck in Super Rugby this year, it's it sped up by probably more than half a second. Now that might not seem like very much. That's three um, or four metres on the field. It would probably a test. Um, that, that, that's 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 average right across the board. So ruck balls quicker. Halfbacks have to get there faster, and and he does that beautifully. Uh, Tony, before we let you go, the Highlanders are in action this afternoon against the Western Force. Can they finally get that first win of the season? Well, they have to, really. They've got to kickstart their season now, otherwise it's going to be a struggle. They get a win today, and then, obviously, you can start thinking about getting back in the frame for the top eight. Um, but, you know, it's a, a trans-Tasman game. They're playing it down in uh, in Bacargill, so hopefully they'll get a, a, a really good turnout there. Um, and, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's not a, a matter of can they. It's, it's really it's must they. Um, the fourth, a little bit disappointing so far this year. They don't they don't look like they're up to. You know, they haven't to call a couple of guys back in from almost semi-retirement, so they've got a few issues there. And this is a game they just absolutely have to win in any any way they can. Yeah, they've 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 had the the hardest start out of any team in the competition. They had first and second last year, and and one of this year's teams that are undefeated. So they they've had a tough three weeks, but uh, they should start now find their feet a little bit with a with let's say a few of the uh, easier teams. Well, that, that's the good thing. I mean. If... You know, you, you play um, the, the Blues who came out of the blocks like Usain Bolt in the first game. Uh, then you get the, an angry Crusaders team. And then you have to play the Chiefs. It doesn't get any harder than that. And I think in the process, certainly over the first two rounds, it was the most points conceded by a New Zealand team in the first two rounds uh, in Super Rugby history. So that, that's how, how bad the situation was. It didn't get much better last week either. So, you know, they, they absolutely have to... Um, you know, just find a way to put all that behind them. And, and you're right, you know, they, they've got the opportunity now to, to, to get a bit of momentum going. But, you know, 
today is going to count for an awful lot. Tony Johnson, thank you so much for your time. We'll let you get back to watching uh, your daughter play cricket uh, in Devonport. So thank you very much. Uh, and once again, great call last night. And uh, look forward to hearing you again on the airwaves. Oh, oh thanks very much. And uh, Steve, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, that get-together with uh, some of your old teammates. Uh, that 2003 team, I, I was you know, lucky enough to be um, see a lot of their games. And great to see Rupenny there. Yeah. We... Um, you know, one of the, still one of the, probably one of the... the, the top two or three most amazingly, brilliantly talented, extraordinary players I've ever seen. So, yeah, that, that, that was great to see that. Mate, uh, I don't think there's any been anyone with more talent than him ever. Uh, just no. the thing with uh, the thing with Rupenny was he, is, he was probably the fastest man in the world, but because he was Fijian, he only ever had to run as fast as he had to. So Mate, he w- can you, I just, I'll, I'll leave you with a little story just before we go. I was calling a game up north when he came back from his honeymoon. And uh, he'd obviously found a pretty good paddock to graze in while he was away because he was packing a bit. And, and so what happens, the first time he goes near the ball, he picks it up and he just goes like a pinball. He goes bang, 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 beats about 17 players and sets a try up a feral on the right-hand side. Bay of plenty kick off. Rupini comes through, scoops the ball up on one hand, busts through the oncoming Bay of plenty players and, and breaks on halfway. And, he's gone. and I'm in the commentary, I'm going, he's gone, they won't touch him. By the time he got to the 22, the honeymoon had caught up with him and he's running on the spot and he got pulled in, reeled in by Dave Dooley. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Um, I, well, I can tell you, uh, he um, he had to get a horse from uh, his town to the ferry to get a fer- ferry across to Nandy to get the flight over here on f- Thursday. Uh, the horse he uh, the horse he got a trip to town on, uh, apparently it's no good to take the return trip on his way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if the oh, I think, see I think the horse pulled yeah. his own uh, shoe off off his foot and he's uh, he's pulled up lame poor bugger yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good not to see him it. he's yeah. a great man and uh, great it was a very good time uh, the last couple of days with the, with the boys it's been a it's been a great couple of days good on you alright cheers TJ good.